Hey, it's Jen Garrett here, and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. I've helped thousands of people to develop their own personal game plan to achieve that next level of greatness. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies of professional athletes, Fortune 500 executives, and successful entrepreneurs to elevate your hustle and get you across your goal line. So get ready. It's your time to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. So today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Antoine Simmons. Antoine is a linebacker who played college football at Michigan State University. He ranks third in the Big Ten with 75 tackles, and he led the Spartans with nine tackles for a loss, TFLs. During MSU's condensed seven-game season this past year, Antoine also had a sack, two fumble recoveries, two pass breakups, and two QB hurries. Antoine also earned second-team All-Big Ten by the media and third-team by the Big Ten coaches. Antoine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to be on. Definitely just looking forward to doing the show. I'm excited. Well, I appreciate you being here with me today. So let's start off with you telling us more about your story. Talk to us about how did you get into football? When did you start getting into the game? When I was about like five years old, I grew up watching my older brother, Alante, and my uncle, Akari. They were playing football and just grew up watching them. And then my mom, she was an athlete growing up as well. She always wanted to play football, but of course she couldn't because she was a girl. And my grandma, she wouldn't let her play. So from the point where we were like little boys, like we were barely crawling, my mom was actually just telling me that when she had me in her stomach, she was telling my aunts and my grandmother stuff that that I was going to be a football player. So I guess it was just one of those things that before I was even born, that my mom knew I was going to be a football player. She was just instilling that in me. And then when I started seeing my older brothers play football, it always looked fun. And then I'd be at their games and I'd be playing football with the other kids there. And I always loved it. And then my mom and dad was like, you know, I think it's time that you start playing organized football with like pads and stuff like that. So when I turned six years old, that's when I started playing. Oh, that's great. And what was it about football that really made you fall in love with it? It was just fun. It was just competitive. I just really enjoyed it, just being out there running around. Like, that's the best way to put it. I just always had fun playing when I was a kid. I just I just looked at it as just fun. Well, that's great. Yeah, football is definitely a fun sport. And I, like your mom, also wanted to play football. I did not. My parents did not want me to play either. So I can, <laughs> I can relate there. So talk to us about, we know that all great athletes on the field, great leaders in the game of life, they always focus on this continual improvement and trying to be better. Share with us, what is something that you're currently working on improving? As far as football, pretty much just mainly block shedding, being a more consistent tackler, man coverage, zone coverage, just just little things like that, strengthen my game up a little bit more. Um, Then off the field, just being, being more proactive with things, reaching out to more people, building more relationships, Pretty much just everything, really. It's not just one specific thing. I kind of just, I try to work on everything to just improve my game as a whole instead of just improving one phase of it. Because, you know, every year my goal is to get better, just to become a better football player instead of being better at one thing. And I think I was able to do that throughout the entirety of my career, whether I was a freshman, 
Then my sophomore year, I kind of took a dip just because my injury and stuff. So had to get back in the game, kind of get the feel of everything. And then that offseason, I just made it a priority to develop myself as a player, as an individual, my mental, spiritual, like everything. And then my senior season, it was just dedicated to just just building my body up physically because, you know, I just felt like mentally I was really developing how I wanted to. And then physically, it was just lifting, putting on the weight that I needed to, being as strong as I needed to be, doing a lot of injury prevention stuff. You know, I felt I was able to do that. And that's what allowed me to play at a at such a higher level just this past season. Well, I love that because I think all of us always need to be looking at how can we improve and not become complacent. No matter what level of success you're at, you can always push yourself to do more. So I think that that's great that you focus on that total improvement, just not on one little thing here or there. So let's talk about, so the NCAA this past year, they granted a blanket waiver for the 2020 season because of COVID. And you decided that you were going to forego your remaining year of eligibility and declared for the draft. Talk to us about that. You had said that this was one of the hardest decisions that you had to make due to your love for Michigan State. Talk to us about that decision process. It was tough. Just like I had said in a letter, I really came in as a teenage boy really just thinking I know things, thinking I kind of had stuff figured out. And then that freshman year, not being the key player or the best player on my team, it forced me to sit back and really figure out ways that I could improve on and contribute to the team. Instead of just being on defense all the time, I had to focus on special teams, helping the starter out, you know, letting him know what he could do better during the game or whatever needs to be done. And then the brotherhood, just everything, really. I had so many ups and downs throughout throughout Michigan State. Just everybody there for us, the team, the coaching staff, academic staff, was really just there for me throughout everything. You know what I mean? Michigan State always felt like home to me. It always meant a lot. Like, when I say I, re- I bleed green and white, like, I really do bleed green and white. Like, whenever I grow older and get my house, I'll have Michigan State all throughout the house. You know, it would be something where I, where I tell my kids, like, like we're, we're Spartans, you know what I mean? Like, we're not go blue or, or none of that stuff. <laughs> we're going to be Spartans. And, you know, it just means so much to me. Even when Coach Tucker came in, Coach Tucker and the new staff, they really did a good job at just welcoming us in. You know what I mean? And, and just letting us know that they'd be there for us. And even Coach Tucker has reached out to former players from the past and just letting them know that, that they have a home here at Michigan State as long as he's there as well. And that means a lot because I am close with, with former players as well. So just stuff like that. And also faculty, it just means a lot. Like they, they've always been there for me. They couldn't have done a better job supporting us, supporting me as a football player, a student, a person. I really just couldn't have been anywhere better. Oh, I love that. And so my book, Move the Ball, is all about how you take football and draw the parallels to being successful in life. What lessons have you learned on your journey playing football in college and throughout your life that have really helped to prepare you to be a great person on the field, but also off the field? Toughness, for one. You got to have thick skin because everybody's not going to like you. I mean, I'm not going to say everybody's not going to like you, but everyone's not going to be your biggest fan. You know what I mean? People are going to find ways. They're going to see your weaknesses and they could not deal with you per se because of a certain weakness or whatever that may be. So you just got to understand that as long as you are who you are and you work hard, you do what you're supposed to do. You show up on time to stuff. 
you have the right attitude, you give back and you do everything you possibly can and things will come your way. You don't have to go out doing anything out of your character or trying too hard. You just do what you're supposed to do. You control what you can control and let the chips fall. And that's one thing I learned as well during my time at Michigan State was whatever you go through, whatever you may go through, all you can do is control what you can control. When you start worrying about things that's out of your control, that's the things that are going to worry you, get you off track. And even during life, people, you're going to lose loved ones. You're going to lose friendships. You're going to gain new friendships. You're going to go through hard times. It might be times where you might get laid off from a job or you might be in between jobs. You might have a new job that you might not like, but it's helping you pay your bills. You know what I mean? So just understanding, just looking at the positives instead of the negatives, just kind of being grateful what you do have instead of what you don't have. Absolutely. You've learned some great lessons and thank you for sharing that with us. So talk to us about, you said that there are a lot of memories that will stick with you from Michigan State the rest of your life. Share with us what one of those memories is. Being Michigan just this past season, that was probably like, that was probably the best moment during my career because, I mean, we beat Michigan in 2017 at their place and it felt really good, like getting the first one. But just this past season, it kind of felt different with me playing a big role in the team, contributing. You know, I also feel I had probably one of my best games, like period, throughout the season, throughout my career at Michigan State. So just being able to show up on that day in that type of environment, COVID, no fans, like none of that, having one of my best games, and then getting the win on top of that. I mean, that's the most important thing. And bringing Polly B back, I was able to ride back on the way to East Lansing with Paul Bunyan right next to me. So it was pretty, it was pretty hype. You know, it was probably one of my best moments. It was my best moment at Michigan State. Oh, that's awesome. A great memory for you to take with you. So what I want to do now to end the show is I want to just ask you some fun questions as part of my two-minute drill. Are you ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Outside of football, what do you like to do? I love to cook. Oh, what do you like to cook? Anything in particular? Yeah, I love cooking seafood, actually. I don't really eat a lot of red meats. I'm kind of just getting back into eating red meats because of my meal plans and stuff like that. But other than that, I love cooking seafood. Shrimp and salmon are my favorite things to eat. Got it. Okay. What is your favorite professional sports team? And it doesn't have to be a football team. The Lakers. I'm a big LeBron fan. So wherever he goes, that, that that's who I'm going to support. But what's sad is I don't have a jersey. So I've been looking around, kind of waiting to get some more money because jerseys are pretty expensive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they can be. Well, I look forward to seeing you post a picture when you get that jersey. How about what is your favorite <laughs> movie? Starface. I just grew up watching it. It's really long, but it really keeps you dialed in. And I kind of look at it from a different perspective. So I really like it. Okay. How about what's your favorite food? Shrimp and salmon. Those are my two favorite things. Those are also my two favorite things to cook as well. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. How about this next one is what is the best piece of advice you've been given by a coach? It's just to keep working, not to get discouraged by things. Like I said, you know, if you keep working, you do what you're supposed to do. The chips may not fall where they're where they where you want them to land or how you want them to land. But at the end of the day, you did everything you could and that's the only thing you, you can really live with. That's what you can be happy about. Sure. Now I'm gonna flip it and ask what's the best piece of advice that you would give someone? The same. The same advice. I think that's one thing you can you can easily forget. You know, you might be in a hard time or you're going through something. And you just got to remember that you just keep 
like just this past season, we call it call it just laying a brick down. Every practice, every defensive series, you just lay a brick down. You put some concrete, you lay a brick down. You put some concrete down, you lay a brick down. And then after so many times of doing what you're supposed to do, giving it everything you got, you end up with a wall, a strong wall, and it's a masterpiece. That, that That's what we always said. It, it, it turned out to be a masterpiece. That's a great piece of advice. All right, so my last question is, you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you pick and why? I'd pick my dad. I mean, he's incarcerated, so I mean, he hasn't had a chance to eat any of my food yet. LeBron James, of course. He's like my favorite athlete. I just really like everything he's he does on and off the court, mainly off the court. I don't understand and find a way to not like the guy. And probably Ray Lewis. I grew up loving Ray Lewis. Like growing up, that's who I watched play football. You know what I mean? And he was him and Ed Reed were two of my favorite players. Just the what they brought to the game for us energy, physicality, leadership. Really just everything. I really liked, liked how they played the game of football, and I, I tried to play like them growing up. Gotcha. Yeah, Ray Lewis definitely has a lot of energy and passion when he's out there on mm-hmm. the field. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We bring it every every snap, every game, and he's just he was just unreal. Yes, yes, he did. So as we close the show, tell people how can they follow you on your journey? You guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. My Twitter is underscore A-N-T-J-U-A-N underscore. And my Instagram is A-N-T-J-U-A-N underscore 34. Those are my two main things, social media. If you guys have any questions or want to reach out, chit chat or whatever, just go ahead. You know, my I try to respond to, to as many people as possible. I really just, just talk to people, be there for people. I try to be as personable as possible. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. You know what I mean? And we all love conversations. We all want to build relationships with one another. You know, you might you might not know who you're talking to or what a person may may have been through or what they, they are going through. Sometimes reaching out or a simple conversation can make someone's day. Even just saying hi to someone, it'll make somebody's day. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll be sure to put those social links in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey and can reach out if they want to. Well, Antoine, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I I wish you much success in the draft. And to everyone listening to today's episode, we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.